Welcome to episode six of Universe Extended, the review of Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes one and two. We are back with our spoiler cast that we call the Universe Extended, where we have a conversation about whatever the popular Star Wars trope or movie or TV show is for the year. Yes, this is a spoiler cast. If you ain't seen it, turn this off now. All right, you've had your warning. Let me bring in my co-host for the night, Mr. JJ, the unstoppable with the worst hat in the world, but the best Star Wars <laughs> lover I know. Thank you for joining me tonight, JJ. How are you, sir? Doing all right. Excited to go over Obi-Wan, man. I, I am immensely. Okay, so so I, listen, we're going to lay this backstory out, and I don't, I, I, I'm just going to lay a backstory out because we got two episodes to cover, for fuck's sake. But so here it is. It's, it's you know what, Thursday night. Um, I don't remember what I did on Thursday, but, you know, whatever I did on Thursday, we we're doing a bunch of stuff. And then um, I'm sitting in the chair, smoking a little bit of uh, whatever I'm doing, having a little bit of whiskey, watching Star Wars Celebration, right? And my, um, my son works down the street, but he works second shift. And I'm, I, te I texted him and I was like, hey, you're coming over uh, for my birthday tomorrow, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to come over early. We're going to go to lunch and we're going to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or we're going to go buy lunch and then come back and we're going to do something. I was like, all right. And then all of a sudden I'm getting messages in Discord saying, oh, my God, Obi-Wan Kenobi's coming out at midnight. And so I Google it. It shows up. So I text my son. Hey, it comes out at midnight. Do not go home. You are five minutes from my house. Come to my <laughs> house right now. Doesn't answer. Doesn't answer. So it's 11 o'clock, right? I texted him at 1030, 11 o'clock. I know he gets out. About 1115. I still haven't heard from him. So I call him and he's like, Hey, what's going on? And I was like, where are you? He's like, Oh, I'm stuck on the highway. And I'm like, I texted you like an hour ago. Where the fuck are you? Like Obi-Wan comes out at midnight tonight and it's a two, two episodes come now. I'm not waiting for you till tomorrow. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I don't have to work. Get your ass over here. And so he, he goes, all right. All right. I got some Taco Bell. So as long as, long as I can eat Taco Bell, I, was, I don't give a shit, whatever, dude. Just, <laughs> He's like, I didn't buy enough for you. I'm like, that's fine. I've already eaten for tonight. Just come over. We're going to watch this. So we did. We sat there to watch both episodes. Um, we watched both the episodes, um, you know, back to back. And he was not like super happy with me. He was a little, like I said, he was a little tired. But um, I was like, I can't wait till tomorrow to watch that. That's how excited I was um, to see this. Yeah, it took me two nights to watch this. And it, it killed me because... I had to stay off of Facebook. I had to stay off of Discord just to like not accidentally see any any sort of spoiler whatsoever for the series. But it was well worth the wait. I I actually really enjoyed the first two episodes a lot. Yeah, I, you have no idea, man. Like I am be beyond aesthetic for this. I will say, I will say though, there is definitely some weird things that I do not like about it um you know i'm not as upset about um grand inquisitor's head like as you can see in that picture yeah, below i don't care i i think it is a little bit of a disconnect but i don't really think it ruins anything no nah, um it's just people being picky 
Yeah, right? exactly. And we're we're the most pickiest like fans ever in Star Wars. <laughs> you nitpick everything to hell. So let's start off with episode one, right? So we we're we're yeah. greeted with like a whole entire like backstory of Obi Wan starting from when he was in episode one, um, going through all the major key points there, the loss of Qui Gon and everything, going all the way up until um, until present day, right, where he goes drop offs. Uh, baby Luke over at o at uh, Owen Mars's house, and he's just like over watching them and stuff like that. While I appreciate that backstory, the one thing I wish that they would include it would have been at least, and I get that it would have been a little bit jarring, but at least certain key points in the Clone Wars series uh, pertaining to his particular story. But I guess it, it's probably not going to matter much. But at least you know his his interaction with Anakin during the Clone Wars. As well as Satine or Ahsoka and stuff like that, just to kind of like, kind of give a reference that there was a lot more that happened to Obi Wan other than the movies, right? Um, but I mean, would they have gone as far as like doing a live action like quick scenes from like Clone Wars to do that? I don't think they would have done that. But yeah, that that was my 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 only gripe for that for the beginning part, and then we jump right into the beginning. We're at the Jedi Temple and Order 66 just happened and you have a bunch of Padawans who are outside training and then they get leaded out by their teacher and they get uh, they see their teacher gets gets massacred by a bunch of clones and they're heading down a hallway for a second and I'm like oh my god is that where Grogu was like right yeah. down that hallway <laughs> with the, they were coming down but oh man and then they cut out oh man I was surprised that they did that because it is, I'll, I'll tell you, I went back and actually looked at the Mandalorian, and it is the same hallway. It, it oh, is, it, 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 at least it looks like it very closely. Yeah. The difference, though, is it, it, I think they would have ruined it if they threw Grogu in there. Like, I think that's a, a mistake. I think let's yeah, separate yeah. the two. Um, exactly. And yeah. let's keep it separate. Because, again, now we now we would have to go back, like, and try to figure out how young Grogu, it, ah, it, it seems too conflicting. Um, I will tell you, it's weird because we just had a, a mass shooting right in Texas, and um, oh my gosh, yeah, they okay. had to put that disclaimer in there. And I'm watching this, and my son goes, "You know, Dad, I don't think this is uh, like I'm surprised they released this part of the episode." And I was like, "Holy shit, I didn't even think about that." Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly oh my, my first thought too. I was like, "Wow, this hits kind of hard at home," but, you know, <laughs> considering current events. But holy crap! But yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And I don't want to turn this into a political cast, you know, but I'm just sitting here like if they had banned lightsabers <laughs> <laughs> or if they had less guns and less clones, we wouldn't be oh in the gosh. same situation, would we? Um, yeah, right. For real. But so. So, yeah. So you, you're presenting the picture. We're getting down the aisle. Then all of a sudden we we see Obi-Wan, you know, in the desert. Right. We We see him where he lives, which, again, I'm 100% sick of tattooing. I'm sorry. Like, I get that his story has to take place yeah. there. But, and, and here's one of the disconnect pieces for me is, we know this is 10 years afterwards, right? He doesn't look that much older, in fairness. They did no CGI to change his age to say, yo, he's 10 years older. But we all know who he is in New Hope, right? <laughs> we all know what he looks like. How the fuck does he go from this one guy to this other like white haired old motherfucker? And uh, I apologize. He, I should not he, swear. I don't want to make this. He gave his youth over to Mon Mothma and then she became younger in exchange like, for him being older. That's what happened. But, yeah, but it's weird, right? Like you, <laughs> We do have to admit that's a weird yeah, little yeah. takeish piece away from this, right? 
Well, I mean, you never know. I mean, Palpatine got older when he used the Force, and maybe towards the end of it, I mean, he, he gets white hair from overextending himself in the Force. You know? And maybe, or, or maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe uh, he has to do it. The other piece, and, and, and this is going into Rebels, and this is a spoiler case, I don't care anymore. In Rebels, we see him deal with Maul. I need to know when this piece versus that piece is. So this is before the events of Rebels. So, okay. um, so right. yeah, we're, we're good there. Now, um, I did like the, the tidbit of like them feeling like the backstory of what exactly was Obi-Wan doing the whole time while he was watching Luke, you know, not being a creeper, just watching him from a, like the next <laughs> sand dune. Oh, he's still alive. Okay. Um, so I, I do like that. He actually went out to go get a job. Now the animal that they were carving up, was that a crate dragon? That's what I thought. The first thing I thought was, that has to be a crate dragon because the only thing I could think of that's that big, other than you know like some sort of worm that we've never really seen above Earth, it has to be a crate dragon. Now I I don't think they specify it. No, they don't. But it does look like it. Maybe I can find a picture in a minute. Yeah, because just just the size of the thing, because obviously not the entire creature wasn't out up in the open and they were just like harvesting the top part of it. And it was a pretty sizable thing. I was like, wow, the only thing that's big enough like that would be like a crate dragon that I know of from from canon so far for tattoo aim. Um, and I just find it funny that he's able to like work that job and pretty much every day steal a piece of meat and fold it in and just yeah. smuggle it out every day. And, and, and it's like it didn't even matter because like the second day he cuts an even larger slice of meat, which is like a slab, and he still takes it and walks out like nothing. I'm like, wow, like they I mean, you know, they're paying him crap, but geez. Well, the question. OK, so I have a couple of questions here. God, we could really go into detail. But OK, so the first question I have, right, is. Um, if he's stealing that piece to feed his his thing and not eating it, he obviously doesn't need it, right? You know, and and the question is, do, is he using the force to protect himself so some people can't see him, right? Like, is he doing some sort of a force trick where he's like concealing himself so nobody knows, gets his piece of meat, and then unconceals himself? So part of me thinks that he's doing similar to what Luke did and what uh, Yoda did. Uh, actually, no, more Luke than anything. It's just cut himself off in the Force because of the way that he reacts to the arrival of the Inquisitors. Um, he is a lot more reactionary when he actually sees them than actually feels them when they're coming in. So to me, it feels like he cut himself off of the force and that's why it's that much harder for the inquisitors to find out where he is because he's not communing into the force where they could sense his presence um, for it. It's much later in episode two after he actually uses the force that all of a sudden Reva can feel his, his feelings and his thoughts um, as she's like taunting him later on, because at that point he's reopened his connection to the force and he's now in communing with the force in the event that he does need it. All right. And that's a good point. I didn't think about that because the other question I have is he's living here, able to buy shit from the droids. He spent quite a few credits. Does he have money that he funneled somehow from you know the 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 academy right like where there was there had to have been money somewhere did he somehow have money and essentially he's hiding it and he's only taking this job because he needs a cover story or does hey. he really poor is he just really a poor person hey water has gone so they now accept republic credits <laughs> you're killing me you're, you're killing me <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I I was thinking about that too. I was thinking like how he was able to afford a lot of those things, particularly because the the uh, the model that he bought, which is actually really great, the T sixty five or the T whatever the Skyhopper, basically whatever Luke was originally like uh, wanting to fly from Episode four, just seeing that model that they recreated for it, that was freaking awesome. And then I immediately got triggered when Owen Lars just dumps it on the floor, breaking it in front of him. He's like, "Don't give my kid anything else." Like, yeah. Like, Holy crap! Give that to me. Give it to yeah. my kid. I'm sure there are other poor kids in freaking Tatooine that would have enjoyed that freaking chip. Like, come on. Yeah, why'd you have to break it? So, all right. So, all right. There's that's the, kind of the beginning. We see him trading with Jawas. It, they're trying to. It feels like they're trying to make Jawas uh, more human, um, and give them a story. I will say, if they, I get a fucking Jawa um, show before I get an Ewok show, I'll be pissed. So you know. <laughs> Or even before I get like a Wookiee show, like give me a Wookiee show. That's what I want. Like, why are we not like talking about, um, you know, Kashif and talking about the Wookiee revolution and all of this? Like that, that's a fucking show I would watch. I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's coming. It's going to be all subtitles. Though. It ain't going to come. It's going to be all subtitles though, because they're, 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 they're going to speak in pure Wookiee and all we're going to have is subtitles. <laughs> Bring it, it on. I love it. Um, I watch foreign movies, so, you know, it, it kind of fits that. <laughs> I'm used to with that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, all right. So let's fast forward. We then get a surprise appearance from the one and only Leia Organa. Right. And I'm telling you, so I did not know this. And I don't know if I just was so far behind on like people spoiling shit. I did not know she was going to be in the show. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I, that was a complete surprise to me too. And it, it was great seeing Jimmy Smith as Bail Organa as well, coming back to yeah. reprise that role. But the, the uh, little Leia, oh man, she was great. And the best part is we're sitting there. So my daughter is eleven, and she's my youngest. And I'm telling you, that's like a that that's my daughter. Like that, my daughter <laughs> is like that rebellious ish. She's a good student, but she is like a cocky little you know like, and she has no filter. That's my daughter. And I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like sitting there going, Beth, you should come out here. That's, that's, that's my partner. And I was like, you should come out here and watch this. Like that's, that's, that's my daughter right there. I'm telling you right now. Um, but, but the, the, the pure piece of that and, and, and what I don't, what, here's what I don't like about it is that there is that it felt like they were going to go into this, this Grogu trope, right? Like we got to save this child. It's, it's a theme and it's like, why the fuck are we doing this? You know, like I get the whole theme of Star Wars is Obi-Wan had to save Luke so he could save the world because he fucked up the first time and, you know, like let the monster loose. But I don't know. There's so much to unpack there, but it, but it, it just like it transitioned the longer in the episode we got away from being Leia focused where it's this new Grogu character and, and she actually felt like she brought a piece to the story. Though we're going to get into yeah. in episode two, there's a piece where I disagree. I don't even understand it. But so the first so episode, I, good. I, I kind of agree with you with the Grogu trope, but at the same time, I felt that she's much more unique as a character. She is her own character rather than just being a, a set piece for you know the the main character to, to develop. And I'm glad they actually chose Leia over Luke getting into trouble because there's a lot more that we know about Luke than we know about Leia right like we don't know very much about the early days for leia other than she was 
uh, junior senator uh, for the Galactic Senate and eventually becoming the senator, uh, replacing her father. And then, you know, the, the small appearance that she had in Star Wars Rebels, uh, where she was a junior senator at that point. Um, there wasn't very much that we knew about Leia's life on Alderaan, right? And just seeing how she grew up in that area. Although I got to say, you got to be pretty ballsy to live in a giant ass forest with no like land border outside of your house and be like, yeah, sure. Go outside and play. It's totally fine. Like that was the only thing that I'm like, okay, come on. Like, cause it took a while for the guards to like track her down in the forest. That's like right outside of her house. And I'm like, okay, you're giving your kid a little too much freedom there, but you know, <laughs> that, that was about it. What I liked about the transition, and I agree with you, I like that they didn't do the whole Luke thing. Like, I don't care about Luke's background anymore. I, I don't I don't care in, in the aspect of it's nice to see Star Wars become more inclusive, right? Like, we're actually going to tell a female empowerment story. And, and, and like the tragedy of the 70s and the 80s is, is that Lucas focused on the 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 slave leia the you know like we're, we're gonna just emphasize her body but it, a if you knew carrie fisher um there's a million times more to her than yeah. that that bullshit like she was in a very intelligent person um she had a lot to say that a lot of people would overlook and and and, and for me this piece of it like like this piece where it says, okay, hey, why don't we try to be more inclusive? Like, and, and this is where I will disagree with you and Charles on the Star, Star Trek thing. Like, yeah, Star Trek may not have always the epic pieces or the large thing, but Star Trek has been about inclusivity since its origins. It's been about challenging standard norms. It's about all these other things. And and, and again, I guess Charles is not here so I can get political and, you, and nobody will say anything. Um, This, to me... And again, I hate Disney to some extent, but to me, this is Disney's attempt at saying, why don't we actually allow the people writing the story to tell pieces of themselves to bring in a more inclusive dynamic of what our world truly is? Like, if you think about it and you get past this little narrow minded view that we all have and say, if this was a galaxy wide type thing, right, the amount of different races, different species, different genders that are out there like it's insane and and like our star wars and again i hate saying this because i'm sure the fanboys will shit all over me but star wars has always been a very narrowly set of ideologies and and i've always i've always personally struggled with that that's always been something that that has bothered me as an individual um because of some of that nature of things and and while i don't need a show to preach to me I need a show to just be inclusive. I just need a show that 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 genuinely understands where it should be. And in this type of a universe, at this fucking point, we shouldn't be sitting there saying we don't want to tell we we don't want to tell the girl's story. Like like Leia's a very interesting character that has been overshadowed a million times over. And 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 my excitement in this series is somewhat based on that 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 young girl, right? It, it really like that is a hinging point and i really hope just kind of like what we saw in bad batch i yeah. really hope that this pivotal leia like we get more into that piece of it yeah i i do think that once she's returned then it's that will probably be the end for that because they'll probably focus more on the obi and anakin uh like dynamic part of it i do 
Um, so anyway, um, just before I go off on a tangent, so um, just seeing the introduction of Riva and seeing her interaction with the other Inquisitors, it's a stark contrast with how the Inquisitors treat each other uh, versus like a group of Jedi's working together, right? And it just seeing the dynamic is just very, very different um, because they're all vying for power, they're all vying for position for it, and that's basically the culture that the Empire had uh, set up once the Empire took over, right? You know, a bunch of mobs and everything playing these grand like political games, and we see a lot of that in the in the Throne books uh, of like mobs sending up each other's to fall just so they can find favor with the Emperor and stuff like that, and it's similar with the Grand Inquisitors and Vader, right? Now, Reva, from from what I gathered, uh, Reva was one of those children in the in the intro scene that was in the temple when she witnessed Order 66 happen. And that's the only way that I can see so far, based on the current information that we have from Clone Wars and everything, um, as her only way of her knowing uh, Obi-Wan okay. and Anakin. She would... Shit, man, you're really... You're going into episode two now, bro. Like, you transitioned into know. episode two. <laughs> like, like, okay, yeah. yeah. So Reva somehow Reva somehow knows that Darth Vader is Anakin, right? Now yeah. what you're dropping, that's that's pretty oh my god. It's, you're killing me. That's here. that's my only that's, that's my only way. The only way I could reconcile the fact that she knows anything about that. Yes, because it's weird because the Inquisitors traditionally, from my understanding, are not supposed to know who fucking Vader is. Like nobody yeah is genuinely really supposed to know. And this is a theme in Rebels, right? This is not just a theme, like, in anything else. It's a, a yeah, Rebels in theme. In Thrawn books. In Thrawn yeah. books, right there. You know, like, it's it's a big theme throughout because because a Skywalker is something... God, we're getting into Thrawn now, but Thrawn and they talk about Skywalkers are not what Luke and Vader and Anakin and all these other people are. Like, they're just people that can navigate time and travel, you know, the different spaces um through hyperspace right and um i don't agree i guess how about this i will reserve my thoughts per se but i don't 100 percent agree with you that that's how she knows him i feel that there's some sort of an intelligence brief that was spoiled that somehow she got her hands on and, and i could go back to like the thrawn and like like admiral sloan is is a character in thrawn right and and there's quite a bit of discussion about that. And there's discussion about, I can't remember the other character, but there's another um, somewhat uh, Admiral that they, she, he has to deal with. And there's ways to get briefings and things that, that are like super private that people got a hold of in the empire. And my theory, because the reason I, I disagree with you a little bit is because she would have had to been a teenager at minimum, at minimum in the temple. And, Anakin went and slaughtered all the younglings, but we don't talk about the teenagers. We don't talk about any of that other piece, right? Like that other well, larger piece. Um, my my guess is that Anakin didn't kill all the younglings, and and my reasoning for this is because of the existence of the Inquisitors. We know that Grand Inquisitor was a temple guardian at one point before he fell to the dark side, and then Obi Wan's comment about other Jedi's that fell to the dark side and joined the the Empire. It stands to reason that a couple of them could have come from the Jedi Temple, if not other temples around the Republic. I, but I don't feel they up. would have been younglings at, at all, though, or or apprentices. Like, I, I maybe, but like, but okay, go back to your your Jedi guard thing, right? That makes sense. If Reva was a, a Jedi guard, okay, I could see her turning to the Force. 
type thing. I, I have a harder time seeing her as a youngling and somehow growing up to be um, a ruthless Grand Inquisitor in, in, in the Empire. I mean, we've seen... We've seen some of that a little bit before when we talk about rebels and when we talk about resistance, but I feel that I feel that that's a bigger stretch personally in my mind with 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 Riva than her being part of some sort of an inner circle that I, I don't feel I feel Palp had um a lot more inner circles and Anakin was maybe a strong play and that's how they make it out to be. But I have a feeling he had a lot more contingency plans than we know about. And I think that's what they're going to bank on, which I'm not a super excited for all the time because I hate that Pelp is somehow this large mastermind all the time. Cause if you read the books, you know that that's not always the case. He's sometimes well, it has dumb luck. Well, I mean, if you think about the progression of Palpatine and during the Clone Wars, his influence spanned across the galaxy because at one point the Jedi, before Palpatine came into power, had the ability to see things in the Force, in the Vision. And as he grew in power in the dark side, he was able to negate the ability of the Jedi to sense things happening over long distances. And they, it came to the point that the, the Jedi Council had to inform the Senate that they lost the ability to sense things long distance using the Force because of the, the cloud of the dark side. So it does stand to reason that Pop's influence is even greater now that he has his throne in Coruscant, where he can basically insert his influence over the galaxy to the point to maybe disrupting stuff like that in, in like overall in the force. Like that's, that's, uh, that's yeah, my, yeah. my reasoning for that. So yeah, it could be, I still don't think it justifies Riva being a youngling and then all of a sudden being uh, an inquisitor. I, I don't know. I don't think 10 years. It's still early. It's still early in the series. I think it's a little yeah. too early to tell. All right. So going to the end of episode one, Bail Organa makes a surprise appearance because he knows exactly where Obi-Wan and which cave he was hiding. My God, that guy needed we needed him back in 2001 to find Osama. Anyway, um, he found he found Kenobi inside of his his cave and basically convincing strong arms him and convincing him to go find Leia because it was his responsibility as well to overlook the child. Um I, I get for plot point that they had to go push that particular direction and like make him feel guilty because that's his that was Luke's sibling. But at the same time, it's like I if I was in that position, I'd be like, look, I know she's important, but she's also your responsibility as well. Since you're the one who decided to take the girl, you should also be going out with me to go find my daughter or your daughter. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I, I, I kind of felt like the reasoning for Kenobi to go out and go find Leia because of that, like that, that felt a little bit weak as a plot point. But um, uh, like and then he heads over to I, I don't even remember the name of the planet. What was the name of the planet that he ends up going to for episode two? Uh, Daku or Dayu or something like that. Okay, and then we get to see Tamura Morrison again um, as a, as a fallen arc trooper, and I I wanted to see if they were going to pursue that a little bit because I wanted to know which arc trooper in particular that was. 
um to see like like what happened to it because it, it was kind of sad to like see him be like you know uh spare change for a clone wars veteran you know and shaking his helmet and stuff and you can see the pity in in obi-wan's eyes like wanting to help him out but he couldn't do anything more than give him a few credits like that part there like kind of broke my heart like i'm like man like obi-wan to see his fellow comrade in arms a person that he probably um you know fought alongside at one point and now they're begging on the streets like in his uniform like it's it's that was sad yeah and i i think that was a weird ad personally like i i, I like the nod back um that we got but but i feel like it was a little bit of a um, i don't know and maybe this is this will come up later and maybe this is just a foreshadowing that we're kind of getting right um which is good. If it's a foreshadowing, I'm okay with it. I just, I, I felt it was a weird moment to bring it back. And I get, you know, like, cause again, I get why Obi-Wan has to do this, but at the same time, can, you know, like if you've read any of the books that have Ahsoka in it, you can understand the difference between an Ahsoka Jedi and what Obi-Wan's doing. And like my personality says, fuck Obi-Wan, you're an asshole and a piece of shit. Like, that's where I feel, especially because you're one of the most powerful Jedi, for fuck's sake, in the universe. Like, I mean, you're there. You are, hands down, like, one of the top Jedi, period. Like, Yoda, he don't even have shit on you. Because Yoda just can live. But Obi-Wan, you you're, you're, you made a mistake, but we don't, I don't feel it's your mistake. And again, this is going to be the Clone Wars discussion um, that we, we can have. <laughs> but... I don't know. I felt it was a little out of place personally. I like the nod back. I understand why they did it. Did it. Um, I hope it has some relevance a little bit later on, but I don't know. It, it was very, it was very emotional because if you go back to season seven of clone wars, I mean, and I'll tell you my, the, the episode where Ahsoka has to part ways with, with Rex, it, with Rex and, and the, the heads on, you know, the, 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 the things on a stake. I still cry every time I see that episode. That is it's heartbreaking. That is that is like that is the genuine true like and I know a lot of people will probably disagree with me, but that to me like that episode is better than every episode of Book of Boba Fett we've ever seen. Just just like I don't whoever wrote those take those people and and, and have them write for fucking Obi Wan. Have them write for every other Star Wars thing. that's that's good writing like that's that's taking like a piece of a book and giving it to me with it just being a tv show they did a a a fantastic job with that yeah Um, absolutely yeah so so let's yeah let's move into uh because i don't think there was anything big i yeah so what flea was in it i don't care whatever great yeah. you know I, whatever i don't care um I, the whole I, scene with a fake jedi that was actually really funny um just him using the magnets and then i'm forced contr- i'm using a jedi mind trick yeah. over the radio yeah now, oh, i have man, a question good. did you think that that the whole the, at the beginning before you saw the end did you think that he was actually just like an evil can evil or not evil can evil but like an evil person like setting these people up to go get slaughtered like my whole thought is man this motherfucker is shady as shit and he's literally taking people's money and just setting out to get slaughtered by the empire. Like that's the first thing. Yeah, I thought. that's what I thought too. I thought, like, man, he's just sending him to go get like either enslaved by like a, a, a cartel syndicate or something like that, or the empire is just going to co- go collect them somewhere. 
Um, but yeah, no, uh, I I thought that too at first, and then at first I thought he was a. You know who that guy Jedi. is, right? Uh, he was in Internals, and he's actually a comedian oh as well in real life. But yeah, oh, he and he's so much more than that, man. He is so. Yeah. He is so he's such amazing dude. Like I love that guy. Like me and my son sat there. I didn't know that dude was gonna be in this either. And when he showed up, I like my son's like, hey, you know who that is? And I was like, yes, and who that is? And he's like, you know who that is? And I was like, yes, that dude is one of my favorite, um, my favorite comedian. Like, I love that guy so much. And yeah, he is such a brilliant character. And bringing him in in the way they did with the lines they gave him, just I perfection like oh my god he could play even, any character even when he went to go confront reva and she force chokes him he's like wow you did that without magnets yeah, <laughs> i know i know it's so, much, so awesome <laughs> and like some of that has to be him like he's negating right that some of that writing you know that they're they're getting so he, yeah like some of that is maybe not improv but some of that's him yeah. driven like his delivery his delivery yeah. of those lines that's what makes it great now the one thing that i was like um uh first off like kenobi getting um captured in the beginning and then he uses the spice bomb to get out of it and some of that i'm like I, yeah. i'm pretty sure he absorbed some of that <laughs> so i'm wondering how much of the episode after that is his interpretation of what he's thinking in the spice dream versus like what's actually happening because he he was in that cloud of spice like dead center for a good minute before he got his his mask up to like protect him from the effects of it so i, I was wondering that for a second and then um the other part is just um uh, uh, just just seeing Reva's determination to go capture Obi-Wan like she had like a real real hard like like determination to go caption um, up to the point of freaking sending out a bounty on him with this with this picture to everybody in the center to completely define the Grand Inquisitor's orders which is her superior officer like going all the way to that point and I did have a concern to the point where she actually stabs him with the lightsaber. And then I'm like, wait a minute, Maul's been cut in half. So he's fine. He's, alive. <laughs> he's, he's fine. All right. So, yeah. All right. So let's unpack that a little bit. So let's, let's, let's unpack a little bit uh, of that. So yeah. here's my theory. Cause I didn't tell you my whole theory on Riva. My theory is that she is Vader's apprentice. His first attempt at an apprentice. That is a hundred percent. My theory. I don't know if that's confirmed, in any way, shape, or form, but the theory would be is that Vader has, and, and the and the problem is, is Vader is new at this, right? And whenever you take an apprentice on as a Sith, like, you don't know everything, and, and you can't control everything, and because of where he's at in this, if, if you think about the rule of two, and you think about everything about Siths and all this other shit, right? You think about, they immediately gravitate towards, how do I replace my master and become that person, right? That That's that's how all this shit gets translated. And maybe it's a little too early, right? For that. But if fucking Anakin had how many years, 10 years to think about this, this is 10 years in the making. He could be secretly have selected somebody as a Sith apprentice to go after him. Therefore it sells the incongruity of her knowing who he is. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, because that fixes that whole thing right there. It's done and gone. Okay. It fixes it when they kill her off at the end of the season, which we don't know will happen, but I'm pretty sure it will. Um, so that fixes that. It fixes the fact that Grand Inquisitor can continue to live on because we know based on bringing Chopper and all these other things that we saw this weekend, there is almost a less than a 5% chance Grand Inquisitor is dead. Like, there's just no way 
that they're going to end him and make him not a part of the show. Like it, no, it, it makes sure almost alive. no sense to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know how much canon they're going to kill. And and Rebels is the first thing that they brought aboard Disney. That's like one of the yeah. first majorly produced um things. And, and Grand Inquisitor is a huge part of that. And that may not huge, but you know what I mean? I mean, he's a big enough part that you don't cut him out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's my theory on Riva. So so unpacking your thought that yes, people survive more. I agree with you. Shoving the lightsaber through him, him falling on the floor. A lot of people say if you go back and look at it, and, and we could go back and look at those pictures, they do genuinely look like he's dead. Like it does genuinely look like that. But we all know it's Star Wars. I mean, if Boba Fett can come back from a Sarlacc pit, we can have Grand Inquisitor come back from being shoved a lightsaber in his gut. Just period. Yeah, exactly. So I am excited to see um, how else they develop it. I do love that Obi-Wan um, went the more uncivilized way and tried to like shoot people off the roof and completely miss all his shots. <laughs> and um, and then until he was like forced to to just like still continue the Jedi way, just be evasive and, and as much as possible and just try to avoid conflict as much as he can um, to protect the um, uh, to protect Leia and make sure that he got the hell out of there. Um, I uh if I'm mistaken, the next episode is on Wednesday, right? That's what I heard, yeah. I yeah. guess I didn't look online to see if that's true or not, but that's what my son was yeah. telling me. Yeah, I, I am excited to see how, how they're gonna develop it so far. Uh just seeing like the the pieces right now, it's like, you know, the the way that they intentionally um set up the beginning intro for obi-wan he's constantly being reminded of his past of of everything that's happened you know between the clone trooper he um he you know the the art trooper that he saw there in the in the planet and also you know his conversations with owen um and just everything that he sees like he he wants to it, it's like physically pains him to not be himself um, and help people as he was as a Jedi. And now he has to live like a different, totally different life. And it's, and you can see it taking a toll on him because he knows that if he goes back, he's going to discover, going to be discovered. And as powerful as he is, he can't save everybody. Nope. So. And I think, I think one of the things here too, right. Is, that we have to talk about a little bit is, is the fact that I like that they're reminding him. So let's go back to the clone trooper where I said, Hey, this is kind of weird. I guess if you rethink about it in a different light with him being demonstrated why his past life was bullshit and why the Jedi Council became bloated and why if when we talk about a revolution and we talk about these things, and again, I guess I'm getting a little political here, but when we talk about these type of things, when we want change and sometimes the only way to get change is through violence, this all makes sense because it's coming back to him saying, Y'all know that you were all complacent in this, right? You all, like, again, yes, he's the Sith Lord, but you did let all these warning signs go. All of them. And and there was a, like, this shit can happen. This shit is real, right? Like, we, like, I'm sorry. And, and if you're a Trump lover, then you don't have to watch the show anymore. But Trump and how he was orchestrating things and then we had the insurrection on January 6th. Like a lot of that is very reflective of what an insurrection can look like. Like, right. And that's not the insurrection I want. I don't need that. <laughs> like, I don't want that guy as the guy to come to take power over everything else, you know? And it's a, it's a good reminder of, you know, where Obi-Wan came from, how, 
how he was able to, you know, like go back and, and, and I hope we get a reflection where it's like, that's why we have a different Obi-Wan in new hope, you know, even though it's kind of a little bit of a stretch, because I'm pretty sure George Lucas did not write a new hope and say, here's another 50 years of, you know, like, like, like <laughs> shit, you can, you know, <laughs> fit into here to analyze Mitt, but that's, that's a big thing. And like, again, this is a hard, I don't know. This is a harder discussion to say, like I'm an, to some extent I'm an anarchist and I'm a socialist and I'm like this big, big guy. That's like for revolutionary change. But this is what happens when you have incorrect revolutionary change right here. That's what, this is what happens. You get the empire, you get the Nazis, you get all these other crazy things. And, and like, I feel that this story that they're trying to tell is going to put Obi-Wan in a reflection mode where he can kind of see here's where some of our past mistakes are and how do we get there? And that's where like Ahsoka comes into this. Ahsoka is this new hope. She's rebelled against them. She like go back and watch the Clone Wars. Like she is literally like I disagreed with my son, but I, I now have to agree with him. She is probably the best character hands down in the Clone Wars, period, because she saw this coming warned people and was told to shut the fuck up and now look where we are we have a bunch of murdered yep. kids that's all i'm gonna say yep sorry there you go hey um, I, did i bring it did i bring it down for you <laughs> other it. than that other than that this was this this show in my opinion hands down is very well written um the acting is amazing and um, I am actually extremely excited about this, probably more than I was even about the Mandalorian. Like, I, I don't want to be this excited about this because the Mandalorian's a new story. But yeah, there's so much that I feel they're putting into this show that we have not gotten before in mm -hmm. such a large dose at one point that I feel this show could become revolutionary to Star Wars. Just personal opinion. Do you this uh, this series is running what twelve episodes? No, like I think it's only six or seven. Okay, it's, that's it Andor. No, that's Andor. Okay, all right. Andor is because I'm wondering. Uh, I was wondering like how much of uh, of Vader we're actually going to see in the series so far. Because I mean, obviously they show you know Vader waking up to feeling the presence of Obi Wan again at the end. Um, but I'm just wondering like how much they're going to. Like, I feel he's going to show up that, next like, week. That's my theory. He's going to so. show up in this. The, Episode three is going to have Vader, even if it's just for like a little bit. My theory is he's going to show up right away. I wonder if they'll go into like any sort of like backstory of like what happened after uh, episode three, like to Vader, like what he's been doing since then. So I, my theory is we'll get a montage. <laughs> we'll get some sort of a montage of what Vader has been doing. And then um, I, I think we'll get more. And I think that's because of Vader and Obi-Wan are like these iconic characters, right? Like, like if you do it right, that's where these these people exist. Um, I don't I, I don't know. I think I think my theory is we're going to see Vader. Um, I think we're going to see Vader starting next episode and then okay. in episode four. We're going to get quite a bit of Vader that uh, he's going to he's going to start to monopolize that screen time. Yeah, absolutely. And Catherine, good point about Barris. Yeah, she's she's the counterpoint to Ahsoka. Yeah, you're right. Uh, she's still alive, right? As far as I know. 
yes, they did not kill her. She was jailed in Clone Wars. If we remember right, she was taken, but they did not execute her. Oh, my God. She could come out wow. to be. Um, oh, man. If she made an appearance in this this series, like I think, you do I know. They're holding her for Ahsoka. That's 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 what I think that they're going to hold her for to for Ahsoka. That's okay. It. How about this theory? If they if they make Thrawn a side piece and make Barris the main bad guy in Ahsoka, I'm I'm okay with that. Like I love Thrawn. Yeah, that's fine. But give me give me give me a little bit of Barris. Oh man, it, yeah. Why is Barris three points in X wing for fuck's sake? And she's, <laughs> she's four. the devil. She's, she's now four. four. She now, was man. three. She's now the devil. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, Kathy, that's actually a really good point. I guess I didn't think about that because Barris is such a small point in Clone Wars compared to everything else that I think it's an easily forgotten point. And I don't know, man, I don't know. I think you tease Barris in this. I think you bring Barris in because think about it. If we're going to talk about Obi-Wan shame, Barris is like she's up there for the shame of the Jedi Council. Like, like she was very clearly a Sith under their nose okay. or like on the so dark side. If they do bring Barris for Obi Wan, and, and I don't see them doing that, I would like mainly because if you remember the beginning of Rebels, one of the the missions that they did is that they felt they found out that a Jedi Master had been captured by the Grand Inquisitor, and they went to go try to rescue her, only to find that it was the bones of Luminara Unduli. What if Barris was used in addition to the Grand Inquisitors to go find her, trap her, and kill her former master? I can see it. I can see it. Yep. I'll be good. I just yeah. really hope they make that, that Ahsoka book. Um, but like, 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 like canon again, like that's, that book is so good. Yeah. That book was really good. And I have it signed by Ashley Eckstein. It's fantastic. Hey, good. <laughs> your shit. Um, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, but okay. Let's talk a little, little a little bit about the like okay, hold on before we end. I don't know if you have to work tomorrow. I don't have to work tomorrow, so yeah, okay. A little time, yeah. All right. So if you think about this, right? Like with Barris not being murdered by the Jedi Council, they keep her alive, they imprison her, they do whatever they have to do. Order 66, they could he she they could have known, help could have known, right, that she was part of like already on this path, right? And she's just the anti-revolutionary of you know she's just saying i'm going to take action more strongly than you know somebody else is and ahsoka is right she she she's there saying i want to upset this medium norm and then gets manipulated by pelp to be you know be part of this she could actually have been a huge piece of all of this under you know mining and all of this even if she doesn't appear in any of the other canon stuff but really she could come about and if you think about it, right? If you think about it, she if with her being in an appearance in Obi Wan as a testament to say, "Hey, f you," um, and your past, like your past is horrible. I took a different path. We could see a not a redemption story, but a sacrificial type story, right? And like a lot of people are like, "Well, we don't want the, the people are complaining that they feel Reva is going to become." a redemption story and sacrifice her life. I don't think that's I the case so. at all. I don't think so. I, I, no. I agree with you. I don't think that is, but Barris on the oh. other hand, a hundred percent could be. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it depends. It depends on how they build their story. There's still a lot. We, we don't know of what happened to her. That's, I mean, 
they, they would have to I, do a lot of backbuilding, honestly. I I believe that she's not dead at all. And I believe that for the pure fact that when they say execute Jedi, once she commits her betrayal, technically she's not a Jedi anymore. Just like if we think about it, why is Ahsoka, Ahsoka still alive? Is, is Ahsoka a really good Jedi? Sure. But Ahsoka is not a Jedi. She is openly admitting she's not a Jedi. Like she yeah. is openly making that distinguished piece of that. And if you think about it, JJ, if you think like true, 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 all the way back, the way that they are determining who's a Jedi and who's not is based on like a roster that Pelp gave them. That that's the only logical that's answer. Probably from know. the archives, archives yes. of the of the Republic. Yeah, you're right. Yep. And if Pelp created that list, he could say they're not part of it. And if Ahsoka removed herself from that list, now we have somebody alive that probably shouldn't be. Yeah. Eris removed from that list. We have somebody alive that probably shouldn't be. That's true. Good soldiers follow orders. Yes. <laughs> not anymore. Ugh. All right. All right. I don't know. I was excited. I feel very exhausted now. Um, I'm very excited by that show. I'm not as excited. How about this? I'm not excited about Andor as I was about Obi-Wan. Now that I've seen Obi-Wan. I'm, I'm excited for Endor just because we're going to see new scum crew. That's going to be completely like added on somehow through some through new expansion and uh, a couple of more like uh, renegades that will be added on to rebels somehow. So, you know, it's be, it'll be more, more characters that we'll see. I mean, they might even have enough. I mean, I, I don't know why they don't have it already, but enough to see like a full Mon Mothma crew for Rebels somehow. And then finally Thrawn somehow. Um, just by them expanding the story and the character and seeing more of them. You know, we'll see these out in two years, most likely, be, um, on next wing on our table. That's that's what I'm excited for. So yeah, and and, and the neat thing is is that uh, in the past, FFG has been given previous knowledge of things that they're not allowed to share that they assign confidentiality agreements for. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping AMG was given that same rights and we get some of these these different characters in in an X-wing that we 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 don't see other places, right? Um, yeah. And like, I would like a Riva. Give me a few more Inquisitors in Empire. How about that? Like, let let me have a few more. Um, I was surprised then to see the Tie V ones actually um, that they flew in Rebels. Yeah, I was too, and I was a little um, questioning of why they're all flying around in this weird command ship. You know, like I don't know. It's 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 land like the. They felt like the the um, the Knights of Ren almost, right? In their one transport, all traveling together. Like, that's what it felt like to me. <laughs> yeah. Deslin says, Ninth Sister Reaper. I'm 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 down with that. Yep. I'm 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 down with yeah, give me yeah, give me a Reaper pilot that's the four shooter. Hell yeah. Mm. <laughs> a Jedi for interceptor pilot. Yeah, sure. Yeah, give me a yeah, give me an, an intercept. Oh my god, give me an interceptor Jedi. Hell yes. I would love that. How about this? Give me a Jedi defender pilot that's not Vader that I can have for seven or eight points. Hey. Mm, Tasty. Mm. Got it. I got to put Vader back on the table. Actually, that's what you need to do. JJ, we need to play 
I should have switched my list. Is it midnight yet? Can I switch my list on Scott's stream? Yeah, he, uh, he's I, already he's already posted uh, uh, pairings, so <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. I haven't. No, I've been casting with you. We've been <laughs> we've been hanging out. Well, I, well, the well, break I took was the pee. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, all right. With that being said, thank you all for joining us. We are going to do this every week. Um, that a new episode comes out. Um, actually, we we should probably resurrect this again, man. We should probably make this a thing. Um, we could yeah. talk about the Thrawn books, the High Republic books, um, and stuff like that. Uh, five years before this, so yeah. Speaking of the Fallen Order sequel, it is set the same time as Kenobi. It, that's true. That is very true. And we are seeing that they are bringing that video game into canon, into actual live star wars shows so like we have a bd1 in mando right so they're not afraid to touch um something that's outside of their i don't know what, what do we call it what's what, what the format outside of their normal format so yeah exactly that'd be cool cool if we got a cal yeah man can you imagine a, a live action fucking fallen order show yeah or Fuck at least seeing... give me that I... I, at least seeing the character come to life somehow in in some of the other series, like that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of want a Cal um, pilot too, but we'll see. Maybe I should just yeah. play Legion. Damn it! <laughs> I don't want to paint anything. Who wants to paint stuff for me for cheap? I'll buy it. They just got to paint it cheap. Hey, pay miniatures. Yeah, yeah, that's not cheap. No offense to him. <laughs> I'm not saying it's he, he's not overpriced by any means. But I don't have the cash to pay somebody to paint and buy painted. I mean, you can you can sell that china cabinet. Yeah, well, I already when I went up when I went upstairs uh, for break, all my stuff was out on the the kitchen table saying, hey, uh, look at all my new china. Like, "Mm." all right, well, (laughs) if you break one of those models, they're worth between 20 and 60 dollars. Just as an FYI, honey, please be nice to them. I will put them away tomorrow. Yeah. all right let's go ahead and light, dude. all right with that being said we're gonna wrap it up thank you all for joining us for the universe extended review of obi-wan kenobi episodes one and two we will be back next week talking about episode three hopefully um we will determine maybe we won't do it sunday maybe we'll do it friday maybe we'll do i don't know when the hell we're gonna do it but at minimum we will definitely do it on sunday if um we don't do it earlier so with that being said thank you all Have a good night. Catch us during the week for Kyber Cup and next Sunday for our normal podcast show. Have a good night, everyone. See ya.